Welcome back to Faith Along the Way, a podcast where campus ministry friends get together and talk about the big issues affecting our faith and our students. I'm Vicar Olga Maria Cruz. My pronouns are she, her. I am doing a year of pastoral internship at St. John's Lutheran Church in Walhalla, South Carolina. I'm Pastor Josh Kessner. I'm the Lutheran campus pastor at Clemson University in Clemson, South Carolina. Go Tigers. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm Pastor Jesse Kenneth-Kuhn, he, him, uh, the Lutheran campus pastor at the University of South Carolina. Fantastic. It's so good to see you all today. And today we're talking about the question, does God care about my mental health? The intersections between faith and mental wellness It's a question that came up a lot when I was in campus ministry at Winthrop University, and I feel like it's an evergreen topic and something that's been on my mind recently. What are some of y'all's thoughts? Yeah, I think an easy answer, yes, God cares about your mental health. (laughs) Uh, Done. We crushed it today, y'all. Yeah, that's all we need to know. Um, (laughs) Done and dusted. (laughs) I think how mental health shows up most in our community is when people show up and they just need a little extra love that week, you know? And so this can be a place where you can show up and not have to be your best self and people are going to love you anyway. And so I, that's how we line, try to lean into it the most. Yeah. It's important to have a safe space where you don't have to be shiny Hmm. when you don't feel so shiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll also say the answer is yes. God cares about your mental health and all of your health. God desires for us to be whole and healthy people. I know that the church has not always done a great job of lifting up the importance of being healthy and and, uh, finding the resources we need to be healthy. And there are lots of cliches out there that I would say are kind of problematic, like God won't give you more than you can handle uh, Mm. or... um, Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Or even just kind of ideas that like suffering is God given Mm. for the purpose of the building of resiliency. And I'd, I'd interrogate all of those theologies because I don't like the idea that God doesn't give us more than we can handle because I don't think God's the one who gives things we can't handle. Uh, And I know Mm. a lot of people who have more than they can handle. And Mm. suffering can um, be redemptive. Yeah. And it can produce, uh, you know, resiliency. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, the idea that God is like throwing hurdles at us to test us or to make us stronger is problematic, I think. And it'd be better to look at things in terms of when we're unhealthy or when we're having mental health uh, situations, how do we understand God as a force of healing and redemption as opposed to like the driver of that? Yeah, I think that's helpful. I'm thinking of some biblical examples of texts that have been used in a way that doesn't feel helpful and texts that may be neglected that I do find helpful. One that I'm just a couple that I'm hearing in my mind as I listen to you, Pastor Jesse, are all the verses that say, don't be anxious, don't be Mm. afraid, be anxious for nothing. Mm. And those can be weaponized. Mm -hmm. Even people can just weaponize them against themselves. Just sitting alone with your little Bible, you can think, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me because I'm so anxious. Oh my gosh, Jesus doesn't want me to be afraid, but I'm so afraid. I'm terrible. And then you go in the shame spiral and then, ugh. Right then, your your faith isn't helping you, and the place where you went for help doesn't feel helpful. I was thinking also about I think it's in Second Corinthians a verse about 
we know that suffering produces character and character hope. I think I preached a sermon about that a few months or years back. Um, it, it can happen that way. <laughs> and sometimes the suffering just feels shitty and we need help from the outside. And that, that was it. I remember my sermon now. I was like, does, does anybody tell you that suffering produces character? Did it make you want to punch him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little punch. Um, yeah, I just want to give those people a little tiny punch with a baby fist. I just think part of the problem in what you're saying there, too, is that the message that we get from those people mm-hmm. is like, you should be able to do this, right? Mm-hmm. That, that as opposed to like, yeah, suck it up. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Right. That that those verses are being used in a way to say, like, if you can't hack it, then you're not good enough and you're not doing enough. Um, Your faith is weak. Yeah. Which is not what those the point of those verses are. But that's the problematic way they're getting utilized, I think, in, in some of those ways. Mm-hmm. Like the, the big do not worry thing from Jesus is part of the Sermon on the Mount. And also somewhere in the Sermon on the Mount, either right before that or right after it, uh, is where Jesus says, therefore, be perfect as your father's perfect. And it's like, okay, yeah, like, but so, but that's good context, I think, right? Where it's like, okay, if you're not able to not worry, like Jesus calls you to, like the call is literally to be perfect, which obviously we can't do. So like, even in the giving of, of the command, there's not really an expectation that we can actually live into that. Um, the point isn't if you don't meet the standard, then you're failing. The point is like, look, this is the standard that God wants for you. God wants a life for you. We're not worrying as opposed to if you're worrying, then you're a screw up and you're not doing what God wants. Well, I have another song on that one. Um, yeah. So second Corinthians four, eight and nine, we're afflicted in every way. The apostle Paul says, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. That is the one that I think of when people say God doesn't give you more than you can handle. I'm like, mm, St. Paul is pretty much saying it's more <laughs> than he can handle. Yeah. And, you know, without God handling the majority of that, like he would have been in despair and destroyed mm. and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I just lean on the verses, like the idea that God is near to the brokenhearted, mm. that a, a bruised reed he will not break and uh, that, that there's a gentleness about God's spirit doesn't say that we won't be brokenhearted, but that in our brokenheartedness, we have access mm. to God's help. Yeah. I think that's what I find most helpful about this conversation is distinguishing between faith as something that's going to make our lives better immediately Mm -hmm. and faith that Mm -hmm. is something that is with us and gives us strength and hope and relationship and community when things aren't getting better. And I think that's that's what I'm hearing y'all say a lot. And it's helpful to think about those things. I'm going to go ahead and be transparent, but I've been finding myself struggling with some depression lately, partly seasonal affective disorder, partly due to some circumstances. And I'm needing a lot of help. I'm needing counseling. I'm needing extra spiritual direction. I'm needing some medication suddenly again, which I haven't needed for a long time. And I have been feeling some shame about that, but I'm finding that as I share it with friends and ask people to pray for me, a little bit of that burden lifts. I don't feel so alone. And I've been noticing that the people I trust the most when I'm struggling are the people that I know have struggled. And that has been encouraging me to 
just that realization I have felt as a nudge to mm. be more transparent and to go ahead mm -hmm. and share with people, hey, I'm struggling in this way. That makes me a safe person mm -hmm. when you're struggling. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and I hope that also shows people that even religious leaders <laughs> can be vulnerable. And when we are vulnerable, it en encourages other people to be more real with us. And I want to be that safe person that other people can turn to and know that there won't be judgment there won't be weaponized scriptures. There won't be a cheer up, buck up, put a smile on your face attitude that, that I can share compassion from that I've received from other people. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Y'all know uh, the old joke that's about the guy who like hears on the radio that there's going to be a flood, but he's like, I ain't worried about it. God's going <laughs> to save me. And then uh, mm -hmm. the water starts to rise. Friend comes over and is like, hey, we got to get out of here. There's going to be a flood. He's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. God's going to save me. And then all of a sudden he's standing on his roof because the water's so high and the helicopter comes or the boat comes or whatever. And it's like, hey, hop in. Like, there's a big flood, obviously. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not worried about it. God's going to save me. And so then the guy drowns. Hmm. And in heaven, he's like, God, what happened? I thought you were going to save me. And God's like, I sent you a radio call and a friend in a car and a guy in a helicopter. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Which I think is a helpful illustration in, in all sorts of ways at all sorts of times. But today I'm thinking about, like when people say, if you're feeling depressed or if you're overwhelmed, like you just need to pray harder <laughs> um, and are kind of anti-medical and science and resources. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think it's pretty clear and easy to say, like, God has given us mental health professionals, right? God has equipped people with passions and skills and knowledge for therapy and medication and counseling and spiritual direction, and all these other things. Why on earth would we not take advantage of all of the immense resources that exist for these very things? Mm -hmm. Just because they aren't explicitly tied to faith or the church, mm. uh, in my theology, does not at all mean that they are not gifts of God instilled in people in our world for the very purpose of caring for our health and well-being. So I applaud you, Olga Maria, and I thank you for your sharing and witness and uh, the safe space that you create. Yeah, I think that's helpful too, because there's, I think that spiel you just gave is really good about especially deep mental health problems, because that community doesn't do enough <laughs> in those mm -hmm. situations sometimes too. So I one of the reasons I think it matters that we hit home over and over again every time we meet as a group, as a campus ministry, that you are enough and you are beloved and you are great, <laughs> whatever adjective you want to use. It might get old sometimes, but the more you hear it, the more it means something, I think. And when you need it the most, you know that this is a place where you can find people that will tell you those things. Maybe not every day it feels good to hear like, it's okay that you're having a bad day because that doesn't change your bad day. Um, but to find people around you that, that love you anyway and that might say, you know, let's go take a walk if you're just having a tough time or, hey, eat with me at this table alone and we can talk about your hard day. You don't have to pretend to have fun tonight. I think that's what matters the most in our community. And, and how brave to show up right. on your bad day. Yeah, even though. Yeah. May you know the truth that you are created good in God's image and that you are enough exactly as you are, exactly who you are, you are enough. And that no matter what you are going through, God leans in in solidarity to be with you. And you are surrounded by people who are willing and desiring to walk with you and be with you on your journey. Amen. 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 Peace out, y'all. See you next time. Bye. 
And that'll do it for the fall season of our podcast. Although we might have something special worked up for over Christmas break. So do make sure you're subscribed and keep an eye on your feed uh, for that little surprise to drop. Other than that, we'll be back next semester sometime with more conversations about life and faith. Until then, uh, blessings on your Advent. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and God's peace be with you.